0: An Eichel backhander on goal save. Rebound and score! Harbyshev and front. 7-1 Golden Knights. The party is on in Las Vegas. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. And live at LVSportsNetwork.com. What has happened
1: here has been simply incredible. Not only is Vegas a hockey town, it's a championship town.
0: This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
2: Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, hanging out inside T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman, back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... How's the weekend, everybody? That's good.
1: Yeah. yeah just uh, so uh, that's good, not bad. No no big stories. Hey, Come look, on, we you g- guys. Got, g- give got, me some love.
0: We got another win, so uh, no yeah, complaints. It's huge. Three points out of a, a possible four, so a really good weekend, I'd say. Yeah,
1: we've got our game rating uh, evaluation coming up uh, with a couple of games, one involving an overtime loss to the Chicago Blackhawks which impacts tonight and I'll get to that in just a little bit uh, that was on Friday night and then a rebound against the Los Angeles Kings on Saturday in which the Golden Knights were able to erase a 2 nothing deficit in the last six games
2: mm-hmm.
1: Vegas has trailed yep in each one of them yep and the Golden Knights are 5-0-1. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the 8-0-1 start is incredible. There's so many different aspects of this that are either franchise record setting, National Hockey League uh, besting. But the fact that you can trail in six consecutive games and come out of it with 11 of 12 points mm-hmm. shows a certain resolve. Now, you don't want to be in that situation. That's straightforward. But being able to find a way is that swagger is that confidence is that talent is it all of the above
2: yeah i i think that i'd classify that as as self-belief right like i think that the golden knights feel if they're within striking distance in any game and and i don't know what striking distance is for this team because they can score in bunches right so is it two goals three goals really doesn't matter they believe that until the that final horn goes they're in every game doesn't matter what the the outlook looks like on the scoreboard and you know this is a team that that does not give up inside of a 60-minute game, and that's a big reason why they are
1: 8-0-1. It was the first time they trailed by two all year, the mm-hmm. Saturday tilt against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, get to what what the impact is of that Friday overtime loss against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, tonight is game 10. Mm-hmm. This would have been the attempt to tie the most wins to start uh, a National Hockey League season at the 10-game mark, yeah. which Toronto and Buffalo... Uh, in the 90s and the 2000s established the mark with 10 consecutive wins so that's not going to happen but it is an opportunity to set the second best record if they win tonight with what 19 of of 20 points Mm -hmm. doing doing that quick math so there's still there's still an incredible uh mark here and then you get into the best 15-game mark? And there's, I, I've done a bunch of, uh, went down a rabbit hole in research. There's, there's all kinds of mile markers mm-hmm. to establish uh, who is the best team to start a National Hockey League season. Is it 10 games? Is it 15? Uh, Vegas uh, equaled the NHL mark last year with a 13-2 record and still have an opportunity to best that this season. Is it 20 games? Is it, uh, is it 25? Like the, you've got an 82-game schedule. What's considered a start?
2: Uh, I, I would say 10 to 15 games. That that would be like yeah. 15 to me would be the the end point where you you start to uh get out of the start of a season and you're really getting into just it being a regular season. So to me 10 games, 15 games, that's about where it should be.
1: A quarter of the season sounds too long for a start. I agree. And that's 20 games. Yeah. So in and around 15, and think yeah. that's why it's uh, it's so talked about uh, that uh, 15 game uh, evaluation process so uh, which comes just in front of American Thanksgiving where you start to look at uh, where teams are in the standings so there's some some breathing room between the start and American Thanksgiving when things really get dialed in and you believe uh, whether a team has a chance to make up any type of deficit that they've incurred in the standings uh, to try and qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs but right now uh, an opportunity to go nine oh and one Mm -hmm. which is better than all expectations and i'm starting to really buy into the fact that this team came to camp bruce cassidy talked about it today and you'll hear from him in hour number two ready to go Mm -hmm. uh, for for the start of the season with a a veteran-led group that was dialed in from the first three or four ice times and, and then into the preseason games but it's also a team that and i, I never want to say it as flippantly as this so i don't want it to come across i want you to, to dial it back uh, your your assessment of, of the word but they're they're playing with the schedule a little bit the the games against chicago mm-hmm. were a challenge I uh, you you certainly saw uh Anaheim give them a, a bit of a push, yeah. Uh, in, in in that game, uh, but the games against Winnipeg, the game against Dallas, mm-hmm. and the game against Los Angeles, yeah. I would challenge you to put any other game out of the other five or other six mm-hmm. uh, above those games. Like they, their best games were against those three teams yeah. which are the three best teams that they play
2: yeah i i don't disagree with that at all I, I think that if you look at vegas in the early going like this is a team that that has played their best and utilized their best against the leader the more elite hockey teams like the, the dallas stars are an elite hockey team and the golden knights had their best effort of the season in my estimation against dallas their their game on saturday night against l.a with the context of being down two to nothing, what they were able to do and coming back from that, then taking a lead, um, killing off a four minute power play in the third period was humongous for the Golden Knights. So um, I'm right there with you. I think that that the three games that they've played so far are, are, are Dallas, LA, and Winnipeg, and it's not surprising to me that those are all you know three teams we expect to be in the postseason.
1: And we consider it to be a gracious schedule to mm-hmm. kick off this season. Absolutely, like, there's been yeah. some some teams in a stretch of games against clubs that you should beat if you're dialed in. The influence of the off season and the banner and the rings and gold carpet everything that uh, that led up to uh the start of the season celebrating the Stanley Cup uh we thought would be a bit of a distraction but being able to get through all of that and still be 8-0 and 1 and have a fluidity to your intensity is even more of a compliment to the record that that we've seen
2: yeah it, you know and it's it's interesting right because like You look at 82 games and you recognize that there's going to have to be some pacing involved. You're you're not going to be able to go 100% every single night. If you do that, you're going to burn out. And so, you know, you look at, you know, the Golden Knights through the first nine games so far of the season, and they have upped their intensity when it's been necessary and needed in games against really good opponents. And they've been able to turn on a switch and, and find a way to win. In, in other areas when, you know, maybe they don't have their best stuff, but it's on nights where they're not playing the toughest opponents. And, and that's what you need to do as a really good team that needs to pace itself over the course of 82 games. They haven't
1: lost, going back to last season, mm-hmm. in 17 games in regulation. It's not bad. They've got a 17-game regulation unbeaten streak going, mm-hmm. which is impressive. But I want to read off a list of, of categories, which will drive home how good this team has been. The Vegas Golden Knights lead the National Hockey League in hits. Mm-hmm. Now, some of this is because they played more games than others. I mean, Dallas has only played six games. Yeah. Uh, but Vegas leads the game, the, the National Hockey League, in hits. In takeaways, wins when scoring first, four, that's tied with uh, eight teams, shootout wins with two. Mm-hmm and does any of this surprise you at all wins when tied after two periods with 3 that goes with the close game conversation <sighs> comeback wins with
2: 5 <laughs> the comeback Ties with wins with new jersey th- the comeback wins doesn't necessarily surprise me having watched all all nine of right, their games trailing in the last six yeah, and, exactly. and winning
1: in uh, in in five yeah. game winning goals by a defenseman with 2 Wow, okay. tied with the New York Rangers. Now, okay, uh, their their blue line has been really deep mm-hmm. in, in producing points, and with all the different uh, players scoring goals uh, from from Petrangelo, Martinez, and Korzak, and Pahal, uh, g- go on down that that list. Uh, Haig uh, being able to find find the back of the net that uh, that that part should be a revelation. I don't know whether they're counting on that kind of goal production from the blue line, mm-hmm. but it's certainly been
2: there to help out. Both of those goals from Shea Theodore, back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean the, you know, for me, like I, I think that the one that the one that, uh, you know, jumps off the page, maybe more than any of them is is just the fact that this team is two and zero in the shootout. Right. Like this is a you, you go back a couple of seasons, you go back a couple of years for the Golden Knights, and the inability to pick up an extra point in that shootout has been something that you know prevented them from making the playoffs like let's just be honest the year that they missed the playoffs shootouts down the stretch they weren't able to find the back cost of the net. Dallas
1: a playoff position last year when it came to seeding, mm-hmm. they would have won their division
2: exactly and so for the Golden Knights early on and I know it's only two opportunities here in the shootout but the fact of the matter is Logan Thompson was excellent uh, in in the shootout on Saturday he was phenomenal and Jack Eichel scored Shea Theodore scored you are starting to see kind of more of that and anytime you can add a point to to the ledger in those in those situations it's good for you
1: the area that uh, that resonates on my end of it mm-hmm. is hits, leading the national high League in hits, mm-hmm. because this is not an overly physical team. It does have physical attributes, but there's uh, aspects of it where they're not going to go out and be that team to drill you through the boards. But you've you've seen an elevation of the game in Paul Cotter. But it what it tells me is there's a commitment to be on the forecheck, a mm-hmm. uh, commitment to be involved in the game. And the other number is takeaways. You are focused on the defensive side of the puck, that you are not uh, simply defending through uh, attrition and, and waiting for the puck to eventually get to you. You're being proactive on that. So hits and takeaways shows a commitment from the team all the way through to be leading the National Hockey League in those two categories uh, at this point of the season.
2: Yeah, it, the more you sit and think about hits, that that's probably one that, that you identify for the Golden Knights. Just As you mentioned, they're not an overly physical team, but they, they can lay the body on you in certain situations in, inside of a play. So that one does show um, maybe a little bit more about this team than, than initially you look at.
1: If you're wondering, the longest uh, stretch to start a season without a regulation loss is, I'm going to put it out of reach. Even though Vegas hasn't (laughs) faced uh, the experience of losing in regulation, Mm -hmm. what the Chicago Blackhawks did a decade ago in 2013, that was a shortened season, too. Uh, but uh, they won the Stanley Cup uh, in, in this year, in, in 2013, 2022-2013. But I think the season started in 2023, actually, uh, because it was a shortened <laughs> yeah. season. I can't remember the exact I, drop of the puck. Of, I think of, you're of, of right. Uh, but, uh, but the the Blackhawks went the first 24 games without a regulation loss. Yeah. Now think think what but Vegas has done here. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And... The Blackhawks went twenty-four games, twenty-one, zero and three, before they lost their first regulation game in Game Twenty-five. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> don't aspire to reach that. That's hard to but, do. But man, oh man, if if the Blackhawks don't win the Stanley Cup this year, mm-hmm. then there's uh, there's something going on, and that was part of their their dynasty where they won three cups in six years.
2: Yeah, that team was on a different uh, a different level that season for sure. They yeah. really were dominant to start, and and obviously dominant in the postseason.
1: Uh, that was a, a team that had some uh, rotation in different uh, places. Uh, bottom six, certainly, uh, in goal for for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. They had some, some moving parts. And, and even with Corey Crawford in, uh, they had uh, Scott Darling, who stepped in yeah. and won a couple of playoff series for them uh, after Antinami won the, won the first Stanley Cup. But uh, they also had some, uh, I would say, favorable matchups in the Stanley <laughs> Cup uh, playoffs. But they had to get through the Anaheim's that was when Anaheim was brilliant like yeah, just, it was just an absolute wagon every every that. california uh, team los angeles yep. was was winning uh, a couple of cups during that window but uh, when they got to the to the final uh, they got a an inexperienced tampa team one year they yeah. had a philadelphia team uh, another year that uh, that gave them uh, nothing more than a slight challenge
2: well given the fact that 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 2013 Chicago team did go through the defending Stanley Cup champion Los Angeles Kings in the Western Conference Final. It was so a seven-game series. It was a seven-game yeah. series, and and no, 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 no. That was a five-game series. Twenty fourteen was a seven-game series. Yeah. That was the one where they where the Kings won. Uh, but yeah, Chicago that year they they just were a dominant hockey team, and and you know it, it it was one of those situations where you go through you know those four or five years, and it was. L.A., Anaheim, San Jose—always in the playoffs, always making noise—and the Chicago Blackhawks just there and and dominating.
1: One thing Vegas would like to clean up a little bit is starts, yeah. and not just because of what happened Saturday, falling behind uh, by a count of two nothing. But uh, they have not had the lead at the end of the first period in each uh, of their last six games. Mm. They've been tied a couple of times, yeah, but but they haven't led in the first period. Now it's not it's not super concerning given that they're not trailing by a bunch Mm -hmm. Saturday was the first time that it was a multiple goal uh, deficit on the year but uh, you'd like to make it a little easier on yourself yeah I'm the easy guy (laughs) I'm pressing that easy button all day long and I I think there's going to be uh, a case of being dragged into the fight throughout the year uh, with this team and knowing that uh, that it's a long season Mm -hmm. and what they've done so far has been incredible but the the playoffs is is when you really dial it up and and you see that from like tampa was a great example yeah Uh, when they went to three straight stanley cup final series Mm -hmm. they they were did they win their division at all no i think they finished third right each time and and that's a team that just paces itself yeah would John Cooper have liked a better regular season? Yeah uh, would the Vegas Golden Knights like to win the Western Conference and have the number one seed of course yeah but uh, I think that uh, as far as maybe it doesn't happen at the uh, on the overall result maybe they do finish first in the Pacific Division. but in game, we've witnessed pacing if you want to call it that. Mm. Or uh, starts that uh, that have required them to be uh, just nudged a little bit. Poking the bear uh, <laughs> is, is what the other team has done, and the bear woke up and wasn't happy.
2: Yeah, I mean, you just you don't want to be chasing the game all the time, right? right. And that's and that's really that's what it boils a more down stressful. to. It, it, for the Golden Knights, like, they believe, right, that they can come back in, in a game. They, they've done it the last handful. But you also want to make life easy on yourself every now and again. You, you'd like to take the, the the path of least resistance as much as possible. And I think for the Golden Knights, like, starts are important. Uh, start tonight is going to be important for them because y- you want to try to take this opponent in the Montreal Canadiens and turn it into one of those games where you, you're able to find a win, you're able to pull points out of it, but you want it to be a little less stressful than what it's been the last couple of games.
1: You're facing the winningest organization in NHL history, uh-huh. the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. N- no team in the long, grandiose history of the National Hockey League has won the Stanley Cup more than the Montreal Canadiens. What about ah, since they haven't won since 1993, okay. but, but that's like all seven franchises in Canada. They, they added <laughs> one in the midst of that. Uh, Winnipeg came st- back, and still they, they, they it still done. haven't won. Yeah. But this is uh, <laughs> this is there's some real history. It's always special. I love uh, mm. love seeing Montreal in person. I love seeing their games in person in Montreal. I love uh, everything about them. Their producer, Stephane Foucher, uh, I saw him downstairs. Their television producer from mm. RDS. Uh, just he, he, there's a regalness to Steph. Uh, that uh, that I that I don't get uh, with the uh, with the producer from the uh, from the Toronto Maple Leafs, even uh, 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 an original 16. team. Now I know that guy; he's a buddy, and I, I would never call him regal uh, in in uh, <laughs> in Maddie. But but there's there's there is there's a different feeling around the Montreal Canadiens. And when you think about it, like we we love this banner up here mm-hmm. to our right yep. as we look down the ice. It beautiful, elegant banner. Uh, much like uh, what the Montreal Canadiens franchise is, that's one. Montreal has twenty-four of these things. Yeah, like it. That's why when they come in, even when they're not considered a contender, there's a a different vibe t- to to the building. They they had the first overall draft choice a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. They're in a rebuild uh, with Martin St. Louis. They're in in a sense a lot like what. Buffalo's been, but a couple of years behind, mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, Marty St. Louis come in uh, on the heels of Don DuCharme, who's now coaching the the Vegas Golden Knights. Sure. So I'm sure there's some money on the board there from Don. Hey there. Uh, at the uh, to to beat your former team, but this is a team that's f- not ready to contend yet. So they're still having some fun. There's some freedom to their game, yeah, which yeah. makes them dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Montreal, with their skill set up front, with uh, with Suzuki and and Caulfield, um and and being able to roll out uh some some of their uh more offensive weapons and give them uh some some rope they they can score goals on you they can take advantage of it and i, I think that that will be one of the key pieces tonight and i get, there's a couple of teams that that you got to guard against this with mm-hmm. buffalo being one of them yeah, yeah. uh where they can put you in a big hole early. Anaheim is another one mm-hmm. that if you give them a, a little bit of uh, of uh, space early on, they can light it up on you. And and Montreal certainly plays that way right now. And they're off. And even at the end result, mm-hmm. they're off to a much better start than anybody expected.
2: Yeah, five two and one for the Montreal Canadiens early. Five two and one. It's, I didn't get that. Yeah, I didn't I, have that no, on my list. Nope, I don't think anybody did. But the they found ways to win. They they've taken advantage of a of a schedule where they've played largely at home and last two last two in overtime and they can they can skate and they can score right like and that's that's really what it is they've got talented players that can put the puck in the back of the net and they don't need a lot of opportunity to do so they they can take advantage and be opportunistic if you hand them chances so i think for the golden knights it's it's about minimizing the impact that you know the the cole caulfields and the nick suzuki's of the world can really impart on you See, I think
1: tonight is a great example of when Bruce said he'd like to just slide the banner into a different spot. Yeah. That this would be a great one for uh, a game against the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, you, you, you guys think you're, you're really good because uh-huh. you've, won, you've won 24 Stanley Cups, sure, sure. But we've got the most recent one, and it's, it's right there. And you hang that thing in, in a more noticeable place for the opposition to see. Like everybody, we can all see it in the rink here. Yeah. By by and large, unless you're blocked out by by the score clock, but if you turn around in your seat, if you're on the players' bench side, you're going to be able to see it. Uh, but the players, the players actually have to kind of go looking for it mm-hmm. uh, when when they're on the ice. Uh, it's not in the where what you call a traditional banner setting. And I, I think for special occasions, it should be the Bruce Rule.
2: <laughs> the Bruce Rule. I love he, it. he
1: gets he gets like ten games where. <laughs> Where the banner comes down and is in a more prominent position, okay. and even though Montreal is not a Stanley Cup contender or anything that you would call a rival going into this year, yeah, it'd be nice to just show that thing off to the winningest organization.
2: So, where what what are the games then? Like, if you give them ten games, you're using one on the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, what else? Oh, Who else?
1: Y- your. Um, L.A. Kings, okay. One, one of the games that the Kings are here for sure. Colorado, okay. I think you hang that thing in front of uh, Winnipeg and Dallas. Oh, that's fun. Who you who you beat mm-hmm. going to the to the Stanley Cup uh, final? I'm I think, with you. Uh, I think I think that would be really uh, beneficial in in the sense of just uh, offering up a little intimidation. Mm-hmm. Edmonton fits that bill. Edmonton yep. would be whether you played them or not uh, in the playoffs. That would be one. So how many uh, how many teams are we up to uh, uh, in in that part? I think we've I got A.
2: five, got
1: L A., Dallas, Winnipeg, Edmonton. You've got, got mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. uh, to mm-hmm. uh, you've got put, put it in Montreal. You've got to put in front of Florida, okay. Because you you took it from them, mm-hmm. didn't take it from them, but prevented them. Well, uh, took won it one at one instead of them. So that is is six. Then you get into Colorado, would be seven. Okay, that's the last two Stanley Cup champions, right? Sure. Yeah. We got
2: ours. Yeah. Look at look look at it up there, and and we, ours has a Stanley Cup on it. It's we,
1: wild. We got ours uh, up there. Yeah. And and Bruce would would go Boston.
2: Okay, there it is. Guaranteed. That's what I wanted to hear.
1: So there's there's eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind toronto just from the fun factor <laughs> yeah because yeah. toronto hasn't won since 1967 yeah mm-hmm. I, I think uh, i think there's uh there's a certain trolling element
2: I'd, to that i'd put all
1: canadian teams uh i i would uh, i would go that way and the last one nothing really jumps out um big rivalries that uh i think we've we've covered them all maybe seattle just because they're the expansion team that uh, that came after Vegas, they'll always follow in the Golden Knights' footsteps, and being able to just wave that in front of them, saying "na na 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 na," nah. no, "na na 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 na," nah.
2: no. When was the last time you said that? I I've, I don't. You've it, never said probably nah, 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 probably nah, nah, nah. not since I was seven years old. Yeah, exactly. It's the, me, sa- it's the it's the san jose sharks
1: no no it's 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 no it's wasted no it's yeah. not wasted it's Come wasted on. it's
2: oh my goodness it's
1: they you, haven't won a game it's a, I,
2: they're irrelevant right I, now i hear you i do but rubbing it in the face of san jose is something that vegas really likes to do it's a waste of rubbing it's, it's not a waste believe me <laughs> When, when you, there's when you, a drop for you, Chapman. <laughs> that's that's not one he's gonna touch. Um, Whoa. <laughs> anyway, my hey point now. is, oh,
1: Vanessa, and you, we we're not comfortable with that talk, are we? Jess,
2: <laughs> no idea. Jess, not listening. <laughs> not listening. I don't blame him. It's a it's a waste. It's not a waste. In no way is that a waste. You, get, you have you have San Jose still talking. About coming back from three goals down to win that series. On because that, there's
1: been nothing else to talk about. I, I don't
2: blame I, them. I know, but why Why wouldn't you rub that in their face? Like, oh, my gosh, you're talking about a first-round win. We're talking about a Stanley Cup. Why wouldn't you do that?
1: Hmm. I think it's Seattle because of the Winter Classic. How is that? And, and it's the expansion team that <laughs> followed <laughs> you, and they are directly compared to you at every single turn. And... There's n- nothing they can do really outside of being out of this world mm-hmm. to measure up to the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, like I- the, the, the 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 track that was paved by Vegas is unmatchable, and I it, it's 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 difficult to uh, put yourself in Seattle footsteps, mm-hmm. and it's it's unfair mm-hmm. uh, to them, but they are automatically sized up and put alongside everything Vegas does and they'll never match up to it and, and, and hanging that Stanley Cup
2: banner out there would be perfect. So I'm only I'm playing devil's advocate here. The Seattle Kraken have four more years to win a Stanley Cup, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only way they can match Vegas. If you win in six years or less, then the Seattle Kraken can can match to a degree what the Vegas Golden Knights True. were able to do. Now, I don't want to give them any extra motivation to do that. I want to be the best expansion team that ever was, the best team through the first 6 years of their existence that ever was. Like I want that for me. I'm not trying to give Seattle any extra incentive. I'm trying to rub it in the nose of the San Jose Sharks. Sounds like a poll. Okay. Get ready to lose.
1: Who would you who would you hang the banner in a more high profile position for? Mm-hmm. Seattle or San Jose. I, I'm going Seattle because, one, they, they're they competitive, although this, it's been a slow start this year, but I'm not going to judge one, 10 games. They did make the playoffs last year. And Vegas and the National Hockey League, are judging the rivalry there, uh, and again, I used the term competitiveness, uh, is certainly much higher on the Seattle side that they're putting the two teams inside a, a winter classic, a New Year's Day game, an outdoor game. So, uh, I—that's I, where I'm going uh, because of that. If Seattle was competitive, then sure. Oh, if I could use it on two teams, I probably go Edmonton twice just because of of <laughs> the history with those teams. But, uh, but I don't think that should be allowed. And I and I think it shouldn't just be in a high profile position. It, it should, should be, be right
2: in front of their bench.
1: It should be like right. <laughs> In, in a spot where players can avoid seeing it,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so gonna like, like borderline,
1: borderline. Uh, the NHL is gonna step in here,
2: like like next to the glass, <laughs> outside like, of no, the penalty like box. Martin
1: St. Louis has to walk around it <laughs> to talk to the defensive <laughs> coach. I'm
0: I'm gonna push back on Seattle. I don't really feel that there's much animosity or rivalry yet between these two franchises, so I I, I push back on that one. Here's a dark horse, though. Why not the Buffalo Sabers?
2: Mm, that's more personal with Jack. Yeah,
0: Which I don't I mean, know. You're trying
2: to get me in trouble with Mrs. Wallace. Like
0: oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Mrs. I, Wallace would not be happy that. about that one.
2: More personal
1: because of because of Jack. Although Buffalo doesn't have one. <laughs> yet. there you go. They're, they're the same as uh, about seven other teams. Minnesota that don't have Vancouver. a Stanley Cup banner. Yeah, Vancouver's been to the final four times, has never won. Vancouver's oh. a heartbreak city when it comes to that Stanley Cup banner. They've lost in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup final twice.
0: That series with the Rangers was awesome. <laughs> one of the one of the best been, series ever.
1: Been to the final uh, four times, including that 1994 uh, championship series against Mark Messier's uh, teams. Uh, the Florida Panthers don't have a Stanley Cup banner. The, the Winnipeg Jets don't have a Stanley Cup banner. The Ottawa Senators do mm-hmm. but it's in the like 1920s uh and it doesn't really count because <laughs> no, that doesn't. was uh that, that that franchises are not connected but people will say oh they they they, they, they did win um yeah you mentioned minnesota doesn't mm-hmm. have a, a stanley cup banner uh, columbus mm. blue jackets don't have a stanley cup banner nashville i forgot about yeah. nashville because nashville.
2: nashville likes to put banners up for almost anything I that'd be funny mi- like i don't
1: mind that they did that i don't either like the fact that people like Chapman jumped all over the Nashville Predators wait 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 cuz they celebrated some success what was was a was over the top <laughs> why not embrace success why do we have to be tiptoe so much around it can't it, we just have fun can't chapman can just have wait some wait, fun wait you have
0: to remind me they, they hung a banner for what most points in the western conference was it that was... what they they didn't win the president's trophy
2: I don't I don't remember the context. What was the context of that? I
0: I thought it was most points in the Western Conference. Right, I thought we'll it was something it like that.
1: Well, most points in the Western Conference is a is a Western Conference uh regular season. So you could do that. I, I, I don't mind. Yeah, that. yeah,
0: it was regular
2: season Western yeah. Conference champion.
0: Yeah, listen, you can't just make up things. <laughs> well, and you're hang not banners. making it up. No, but but, it's true, but, it but nobody nobody else hangs a banner for that. Maybe they should. No, they shouldn't because Why it means not? nothing. It, it's you, meaningless. In what you, way? Because you didn't win the president's trophy, so you weren't the best team in the regular season.
2: You're, you're a big, big soccer guy, right? I like, am,
0: but don't you, you get don't you get championships
2: for winning the regular season? You you win yeah, like you, the whole thing. There's no yeah, playoffs. There's no playoffs. Yeah, it's like,
0: but but, but of that's, all it's, it's, it's different because what you, winning the season is because that's the best team who who has played every other team in the league twice. Yeah,
1: there's, that, that's. I'm going to go with Chapman on that one. The, the, so, that, that comparison is, is a little it's, bit.
0: Listen, you you want to hang a, a, a division banner? That's fine with me. I got hey, no problem here's, with here's,
1: that. What, Steve Cuss is going to join me on the television pregame show tonight. He's the manager of uh, Bournemouth, uh, their women's program. And they're off to an 8-0 start. And he's he's been in Las Vegas over the course of the winter to uh, be uh, watching the Mayor Tournament and uh, taking in what uh, what Bournemouth can do from uh, a grassroots level. Uh, he's uh, He's been in the community side of things with Bournemouth uh, for 20 years before he took over as uh, manager, skipper, coach of, of the Bournemouth Ladies Program. So I'm looking forward to, to meeting him and talking to him about uh, the influence of uh, the Premiership and the Ladies Program on... The valley and and soccer there so that's going to be an exciting thing but as far as banners go this you can hang a banner for virtually anything Mm -hmm. as long as it's end of season success I, i don't want to see a banner for seven straight wins which is a franchise record uh for your team like that i don't i don't want to see that but i would i would not blink an eye if a team raised the banner for regular season division title, mm-hmm. for uh, regular season conference title. Okay, f- because you hang a banner for regular season league title. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you you can and then you hang another one if you win your if you come out of your division mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So you can have regular season and playoff division banners. So, so there's two for the two, price of
2: one. Two division banners. and
1: because. Uh, that which one's more we which one's more valuable?
2: I mean the, the one in the playoffs, playoffs, right? For sure. Yeah.
1: But but the the one you play eighty two games for is the one you play longer for. Yeah. So out of out of one one season, you could have a banner for regular season division, regular season conference, playoff division, like a Pacific Division playoff banner. Yeah. A pacific division western conference banner so there's four Mm
2: -hmm.
1: a president's trophy banner and a stanley cup banner you you could conceivably out of one regular season raise six different banners Mm -hmm. and given that success is cyclical in 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 sports i think that's cool that you hang a bunch of banners and and maybe you don't you go five, six years before you hang another one, or at the very least, you have a good regular season and you win the Pacific Division, and somebody upsets you. Yeah. At least you get something out of that. I, I like the idea of, of putting up banners for regular season accomplishments and playoff
2: accomplishments. I'm I'm a big fan of the playoff division banner because then you you get uh, the crossover, the inevitable crossover, where you know if you look at yeah. at last year, the Seattle Kraken could have won the Central. Yeah perfect that'd be fun that'd be awesome like how How i take that you get you get uh different division title uh di- division banners then there's that'd a story fun. there yeah you look up and you tell
1: how did that happen simon well let this me tell is you. what happened back in <laughs> 2022 simon. young simon yeah okay simon's pushing up his glasses
2: tell me more, Dad. I feel uh, let's like take a break. An attack on me. Let's right take now. a break. No, it's Is your <laughs> name Simon? No, oh, but I got glasses
1: Na 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 nah, nah. Oh boy. It's a VGK Insider show getting her going first of two hours in Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Going to update you on our hockey parlay contest and how things went uh, over the course of the weekend, uh, whether or not uh, we're starting over with a $100 gameplay on Friday or whether it grows to a $400 pot. We'll bring you up to date on that in hour number two and also bring you news and notes uh, from around the National Hockey League with our one-timer segment. And We're starting to get uh, some trends as we approach the 10-game mark on the season. That's sort of when you can begin to evaluate clubs uh, whether or not there needs to be an adjustment uh, whether teams are taking uh, notice of of a new coach for instance or whether uh, they've uh, the veterans have answered what they felt was a slight or uh, a drop off a year before Uh, we'll get into that uh, in in our number two what's the update on your poll
2: yeah it's not looking good for you
1: it's not a me or you no it is just a Uh, an idea of what I, you would throw I up there as the as the banner to troll yeah. a team? Would it be right. the Stanley Cup banner? Would it be yeah. to troll the San Jose Sharks yeah. or
2: the Seattle Kraken? One of us was rooting hard for San Jose. The other was rooting hard for Seattle. And it's right now 83% for San Jose, uh, 119 votes, uh, just oh. 17% of the vote for Seattle, yeah, well, 17%. We'll
1: see uh, if that uh, rivalry with Seattle really takes hold. I know they, Seattle didn't put up much of a fight in that opening game, and yeah. I didn't include them in the best games that Vegas has played against uh, good teams mm-hmm. uh, because I, I don't think Seattle did enough in that game to really challenge in a game that was there for the taking yeah. uh, that, uh, that should have been a, a golden opportunity to establish themselves for the season. Now, that's turned out to be a, a real predictor of what Seattle's start of the season was going to end up being with just two wins so far.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been a tough go early on for the Seattle Kraken. And and this was kind of, you know, one of those things going into the season, you, you look at what they were in their inaugural season, you look at what they were able to accomplish and how big of an improvement they had last year. And you wonder, how are they going to open up the season? You talk about just two wins early on for the Kraken. It's, it hopefully, something where they can they can find their game a little bit more and, and get a bit more consistent because you do mention right that, that the the Golden Knights the next time they're going to play Seattle will be outdoors will be the Winter Classic and you want both teams going going well at the at the same time for that game.
1: A little bit uh, of animosity or competition within the division would be great, not just one team trying to get back in the race, mm-hmm. which is what we saw yesterday in the Heritage Classic was both teams outdoors than the game, meaning way more than just an, an exhibition and the love of the game. It was very uh, integral for both the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Edmonton only had one win going in, and, and Calgary was had two. And we'll break that down in, in a little more uh, detail on the hockey side. What do you think of the two sweaters? I, I The Edmonton mm-hmm. uniforms grew on me, and I like the Calgary ones from the very start.
2: Yeah. I, I dig them. I really do. I love the Oilers um, uh, Outdoor Heritage Classic sweaters. Um, I love the, and you, you're probably going to disagree with me on this one, um, I love the pants. I love the throwback, the, the faux leather, whatever you want to call it. Like, there's just something old-time hockey about that for me that, that just uh, sits right aesthetically. And I thought the Calgary Flames setup was, was phenomenal as well. It was a very visually appealing game.
1: The Edmonton sweaters were, or kit was, built off the Edmonton Mercury's mm-hmm. who won an Olympic title, way back when. the The leather pant look, mm-hmm. I thought, was a bit much, but
2: it's, it's a throwback outdoor game. Come on, yeah. like lean into it. I, like,
1: I'm not sure leather pants were a good idea when they wore leather pants. I'm not sure why you would <laughs> want to go back to that leather well, gloves. You don't,
2: but you don't have to. You get you get to you get to have the aesthetic of it without any of the the limitations. Yeah, but it's not a good aesthetic. It's a great like aesthetic. It, what are you it, talking about? I thought it looked mustardy. Like leather is
1: a tough one to pull off.
2: I'll take this all day long.
1: Really? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought it looked more mustardy. And well, there's a couple other terms I would use that uh, that I won't go down the the path, but I you want to go down the gloves? Sure. Fine. Leather is part of gloves uh, but you need Nobody but you wore need, leather helmets, and they used to wear those. But you need the pant tie-in. Yeah. Otherwise, the gloves just look out of place. It just all doesn't have to be, let's dive right in. I'm just saying. You, you can have a mix of modern with a touch of the past or a mix of the past with a touch of modern. You, you're not beholden to going all in. We'll, we'll see what Vegas comes up with and Seattle. Mm-hmm. with their winter classic kits. Have have you seen anything? Uh I
2: have not. I I I have not. I I want to so very desperately I want to know what the uh what the winter classic sweater is going to look like for the Golden Knights, but I to this point know nothing. It's it's um
1: a whole kit though, right? I, not I would imagine, just not imagine, yeah. it but but the we we love our jerseys. Mm-hmm. We you and I are both big fans of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But When it comes to something like uh, the Winter Classic, it is a full Mm top-to-bottom look. You're not just throwing a jersey on for that one night. You've got, uh, at times, special uh, colored helmets or gloves and pants, and and the the socks go with it, uh, too. Uh, And given that at Seattle... Yeah. Tells me that you could go millionaire like the the Seattle yep. Metropolitans yep. Uh, from from way back when when they were winning Stanley Cups in the in the early 1900s. Yep. There could be that type of uh, twist and, and nod to the to the past, mm-hmm. or you could go uber modern, sure, like the 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 two expansion teams. I think that'd be cool. Like go 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 f- embrace modern technology and modern. Look uh, of the game Because you have the two newest franchises In the game Both would work but uh, I'm, I'm not sure which w- I feel like they could surprise us with a modern yeah. Uh, Presentation
2: Yeah I, I don't know exactly where I fall on that Like I, I love The idea of throwback Jerseys and I know that sounds ridiculous for A seven and two year old Franchise yeah. respectively uh, But the fact of the matter is like I, I Would love just some Classic retro Retro inspired kits for both Seattle and Vegas. But I, then there's part of me that wants to see gold pants. Hmm. Like, let's go gold well, pants. That, that would go to the modern side, right? That's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I, I fluctuate bet- between both. I, I want something that's that's classic and timeless and, and, and throwback, but then at the same time, I, I want to see gold pants. So gold
1: pants with a gold helmet.
2: Would be amazing. Could you imagine?
1: Not faux leather that look
2: well. No, yellow. But, no. Gold Don't,
1: pants with gold
2: helmets. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the pants right now. They do not look yellow.
1: The comment in my living room yesterday was, okay. why are they wearing yellow pants? That uh, was the comment. And that's not from me. Yeah. That's from the population. Okay. Well, let's take a break. Uh, we'll uh, set up hour number two in the VGK Insider Show. Looking forward to hearing from Bruce Cassidy ahead of this game against the Montreal Canadiens. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas. I love that he shot the puck. Mm -hmm. The pass was virtually taking it away from him, so he didn't have much choice, but he didn't try and force it. And it also showed off a a great release. It's an underappreciated shot Mm -hmm. that William Carrier possesses.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I I was never happier to see a puck go in than than I was on Saturday with Will Carrier. Never? uh, Well, that's probably a a bit of uh, hyperbole on my part Mm -hmm. because – You know, sometimes you do that in radio. But (laughs) the fact of the matter is. I And then you got a jackass who says, really? (laughs) Really? Never. Not ever. (laughs) Um, No, I just, I was happy for Will. I, I, you know, we kind of talked about what his ceiling could potentially be based on the season that he had last year, and he gets that first one. I have a feeling that the way that his game's been growing over the last couple of games, it's just kind of a matter of time before he, he really starts to light the lamp. I got him trying to get 20, so that's good to get him on the
1: board. Yeah. Got to get Nick Waugh back. No timetable on that. We'll get Bruce Cassie's update in a little bit. Hour number two of the VG Games Hatter Show ahead of Montreal and Vegas on Fox Sports Las Vegas.